Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but <laughs> not safe for anything right. picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreoncom motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tears started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie. All right, welcome back to Masters of the Cinematic Universe. We are going to wrap up Nightmare on Elm Street. Uh, we're getting to the finale, guys. Shit's getting exciting. We yeah. just got we just got a whole lot of exposition in the last ex- episode, and we're gonna get it more because this is a badly written movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, let, I'll be fair; it's it's a wonderful movie, and I love it. But uh, Joe, if you want to hit this next clip for me, we're talking about um, Freddy Krueger's origin story, which is information as a viewer that you need to understand what's going on. Did they put him away? The lawyers got fat and the judge got famous, but somebody forgot to sign the search warrant in the right place and Kruger was free just like that. What did you do, Mother? A bunch of us parents tracked him down after they let him out. We found him in an old abandoned boiler room where he used to take his kids. Go on. Took gasoline. Put it all around the place and made a trail of it out the door. Then lit the whole thing up and watched it burn. But he can't get you now. He's dead, honey, because mommy killed him. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's important to note that in this entire film, the word pedophile is never mentioned. No, they changed it. It originally was. Yeah. Now he's a a child killer. Um, Now, they remade this movie, like we mentioned earlier, in 2010. And 
it, that movie was pedophile crazy. Yes, it was. Like he it was really taking was. fucking Polaroids of these kids. It was very, very strange. Yeah. yeah. And having seen the remake, I understand why they made this this choice, this edit. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Because it was it was hard to watch that yeah. remake. Um, yeah. You know, for whatever reason, as a viewer, it's easier to accept that this guy liked killing kids. Than yeah. Right than doing right. sexual things it's it's just it's like a step too far but it's also very heavily implied in this movie for years and years you had to assume you know yeah he was toying with these teenage girls you know it's a whole whole can of worms yeah so the police chief and his wife killed a guy <laughs> yeah the police chief and his wife and a bunch of other angry a bunch parents of other angry parents the whole fucking pta came out so and yeah, the timeline on this is a little fuzzy because. So, how young was Nancy when this happened? Was she in school? She and would if, have. If yeah. not, why would they have been that motivated? I'm not saying they they didn't care about other kids being killed, but you know, it's weird. I don't know. It's just a, it's a little fuzzy, but that's okay. Yeah, that's true. I have to assume she would have been like a really young girl. Yeah, I guess when she didn't remember the murders, maybe in kindergarten yeah. or whatever. I mean, it's never established how young kids were that Freddie took and killed, so maybe that's the case. But yeah, anyway, the police chief and his wife are murderers. It's great. <laughs> yeah, so they, they burn this guy alive, and you know they feel justified in doing so. And she hides the evidence in her fucking basement in the furnace. Yeah. <laughs> and it's, it's fucking cuckoo bananas. Now, the thing about it is, too... Um, as the sequels go on and they explore this further, the origin of Freddy Krueger is yes, he is a, a serial child murderer who is who is burned alive by the parents of the Elm Street kids, or like you know the the parents right. who live in this town. And upon his death, like as he's about to cross over, as it were, he's approached by these like demonic spirits. And they offer him a deal, which is like, we will imbue you with this fucking power. Um, you know, it's it gets very weird. It gets weird in the way that, like, Halloween sequels got weird, where they tried to explain Yeah, they, went, they over-explained everything. They yeah. over-explained it. Rather than leaving the mystery, exactly. just having him be. They over-explained it, you know? But for this movie on its own as a standalone, all you know is that they killed this guy, and he came back, and now he's after their older children which is you know again a cool concept right he's getting his revenge but super fucked up <laughs> like yeah. these this vigilante justice on display here fucking makes the punisher look tame man <laughs> <laughs> the Nicolas uh, cage one yes exactly <laughs> exactly Speaking of which, have you guys seen the that pig movie with Nicolas Cage? I have not. It's in my queue. Um, is it I new heard or it's something? actually pretty cool. Yeah, it's new. Yeah, oh, no, I definitely. Did have not you seen see it. it? I haven't seen it, but it's right. it's being billed as John Wick with a pig instead of yeah. a dog and with Nicholas yes, Cage. Yes, exactly. And it, it it's a, it's gotten decent reviews actually. Yeah, you yeah. Know? That's what's so. intriguing about it is is yeah. it's uh, people seem to love it. I want to see it. I yeah. want to see it, but my God. <laughs> Speaking about it really quick, a John Wick uh, like movie. Nobody? Have you seen Nobody yet? I haven't seen with, it yet. No. Kirk. Holy shit, it's so good. 
So, so what is that on? Is nobody on uh, Netflix at this point? Or no, is it... it's not. You still have to buy it. I, you still have yeah. to buy it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But buy. I know. <laughs> I could have asked Joe, but um, you know, the last movie I got from Joe um, had advertisements for an online casino. Well, I didn't tell you. Like, the last five quality. minutes were in Italian, so. I told you it's no. going to be shit quality. I know. You get the I'm teasing week it comes you. out in theaters. Yes, I'm teasing you. But uh, Nobody is a great, great fucking movie because, yes, it borrows heavily from John Wick, um, but it's so good. Odenkirk is amazing. Um, and the, the whole the whole cast, everybody's fucking genius. It's so good. Nice. Michael Ironside is in it. A big, large, very heavy set Michael Ironside is in it. Plays his father-in-law. Um, nice. Isn't and Christopher Lloyd in this movie? Chris, Chris, Christopher Lloyd plays his father. Oh my god! Okay, who was it? He's an ex-hitman. Okay. So, or you know, he's like a counterterrorism guy. Anyway, not to go too deep, but really quickly, sorry to digress, but that movie is well worth watching. It was so entertaining. Oh, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's definitely on my list. It's on the li- it's on my suicide list. There you go. Yeah, <laughs> it's like the, the eighth entry when they're like, "Why did Eric do this to himself?" Well, fucking, he yeah. had too much to watch, man. And yeah, Christopher Lloyd was in it, so it's a much it's a must watch. Oh, absolutely, he is he's great in his limited screen time. He's <laughs> so good. Yeah. Anyway. All right. So Nancy uh, has a phone conversation with Glenn. And basically, at this point, Nancy's got bars on her fucking windows. Like I know, her mom, right? her mom's gone full tilt, you know. But it, but for her, she's like, "Listen, I'm, I'm gonna protect you. I'm doing everything I can to keep you safe." She doesn't know how to react to the to this news of Fred Krueger because, again, as you heard, she killed that motherfucker. So, yep, no one is reacting to this in the correct way. You know, if you put yourself in the shoes of the characters in this film, if I if I murdered someone, right, who was killing kids on my street, and then years later my teenage child was like, this guy named X, which is the same guy you murdered yeah. that I would have had no knowledge of, is after all of us. And by the way, there's already been two deaths, and he's after me. My yeah. response would not be like, it's okay, baby. I already killed that guy. He's dead. Just get some sleep. Like, fuck you. Yeah. Anyway. Um, she wants Glenn to kind of, again, act as her bodyguard. And look, I, <laughs> I had this experience with Fred in the dream where I was able to pull his hat out. So based on that concept, I feel like I can pull him out of my dream and bring him into reality. And when I do that, I want you to be there so that you can fucking whack him with a baseball bat or yeah Yeah. you're a jock you wear a belly shirt in this film (laughs) you know what i mean hit him with a fucking cricket bat or something exactly and he's like still at this point to doug's point humoring her like god damn it all right fine yeah you know does this mean in denial yeah does this mean i'm gonna get laid soon like yeah fuck please I'll stay awake if you bang me. <laughs> exactly. So he agrees to it, but he has no intention of following through ever. Right. And just like earlier in the film, poor Glenn, you know, he just goes to sleep. He's watching TV and listening to music at the same time. Explain yeah. it to his mother how easy it is to do. <laughs> <laughs> um, so 
Nancy, we didn't mention this before, but she had taken a book from the library that, that was all about sort of, uh, it was like the anarchist cookbook in the 80s. I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And she home alones the fuck out of the house. Yeah, you took my line, man. I knew you would. <laughs> That's exactly what this scene is. It's fucking home alone. It's yeah. so great. This I is Kevin McAllister. To, he took the whole fucking scene from, from this movie. It's so great. She, she swigs some fucking straight black coffee and she gets to work, man. I'm talking gunpowder and a light bulb. I'm talking. Right? I'm talking yeah. a sledgehammer. But sledgehammer. Like she, she goes all out. On a She's fucking tripwire in the living room and everything. This was so good. Yes. She's preparing the, ho the house for this final battle. Um, Glenn falls asleep, as he's apt to do. <laughs> Nancy's calling and calling. Come on, wake up, you fucker. The parents want nothing to do with Nancy. They think she's bad yeah. news. He, The father takes the, ho the phone and, and pulls it off the hook. <laughs> Dude, he's such a redneck. It's so hysterical. Yeah. So, so when Glenn falls asleep, we get another awesome practical effect. Yeah. Um, he gets pulled through his mattress, TV and all, right? And give it a beat or two or three and there is a fucking blood, blood explosion yeah a blood a blood spot fucking blood geyser yeah. launches yeah. out of this mattress too much blood gallons? for one person do you know how no. many gallons they how use? many gallons 500 fucking gallons why of 500 why? gallons of fake blood man oh my god five in the in the whole movie not just that scene okay. in the movie okay. 500 gallons of blood but most of it was probably for that scene I mean, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. It's comical because if the implication is that it's his blood, you're like, no. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> no. No, exactly. That's too much blood. It's like a um, Quentin Tarantino movie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, very, there's no way his body had Bill. that much blood in it. Right. No. no. This is some Django Unchained shit happening exactly. here. Um, it's very clearly the same mechanism that they use for Tina. Like the yes. room is is upside down, but it's filmed in a way that it looks right side up, and yeah. the blood spurting out is actually falling down. Yeah. Uh, it's very evident in every shot. Yes, it is. It is. And I'll I'll tell you, I winced when so when he goes into the bed, and the fucking cord goes, and then the TV goes. I winced because I swear that stunt guy got hit by that fucking TV. Oh, hundred percent. I try to find some information online. But I swear, man, because the, the, the way it happened, I'm like, there's no way they were able to move him out of the way that quick. That fucking thing hit him. No. <laughs> and it, who I, knows? It could have been a cardboard box. Also, I don't who, fucking know. who lays in bed with a TV rotting your dick? <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> now, I was born in the 80s, so I got to ask, was it a thing in the 80s as a teen or a young adult to have like super portable televisions that you just carried no. with you around the room? No, it wasn't. Not for me. Okay. For me, it was only portable in the fact that we didn't get a 19-inch television until I was 15. Okay. <laughs> okay. We had a little 13-inch, and it was the only TV in the house, and it was this, black and white. This so. movie is chock full of characters moving TVs as if yes, they're fucking just accessories. Yep, exactly. Okay. Well, that's good to know because yeah, so no, I was, was working not. under the assumption that, like, oh, yeah, in the 80s, you know, if you were like going that. to bed and watching TV, you took that motherfucker with you. <laughs> Listen, at that time in the 80s, you either had a tiny TV or 
if you were the rich family, you had a goddamn 700-pound console TV that had a built-in bar <laughs> yeah. next to it. Wood. That like was very, it. Exactly. Yeah. So, the, you know, and then, and then in the mid-'80s, it started to evolve to, like, the regular tube, you know, 19. If you had, like, a, over a 19-inch TV, you were living large, you know. Okay. So, that makes yeah. sense. Well, yeah, the, the Glenn death scene is, is gratuitous. It's, it's pretty cool. But, yep. you know, again, you can tell what's happening because it's liquid and it's falling and it behaves a certain way. Just the physics of it don't necessarily work, um, you know, but it is kind of neat. Nancy knows that that shit is going down over there. Tries to get out of her house, but the door's locked because her mom. <laughs> yeah, locked her in the fucking house. Locked her in the house and hid the key. And she's hammer drunk on her on linen closet vodka. Oh, and tells yeah. her, you know, you're going to get some sleep if it kills me. Yeah. Don't worry. The house won't go on fire. You won't be locked in. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Incredible overacting in these scenes, by the way. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Nancy's frustrated because she's locked in the house. She can't save Glenn. Um, you know, <laughs> again, watch the sequence. I'm looking at it right now in real time. I'm I'm watching the blood gush, and it's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's actually sidetracking me because it's it's so distracting. <laughs> how much? It's an incredible amount of blood. Oh, it's yeah. a shit ton of blood. It's all the blood and all the dead people ever. I, I haven't <laughs> seen anything violently erupt that much since we had Arby's in Orlando. <laughs> yeah, that's very true. That's very true. I can I can speak to the volume anyway. It might That's not have exactly been red, what it looked like. But the fucking volume of that was the same as this. Yeah, definitely. Had, had, oh, I don't I know how they fucking did the special effect. They had them eat red velvet cupcakes in an Arby's. <laughs> yeah, there you go. That's very true. At and least they just you guys go under the bed. Separate bathrooms. Yeah, yeah, that was me. That was me on the other side of that hole in the bed. <laughs> so we smash. We God damn it. We smash cut to the. Uh, the ambulance coming on scene you know the mom sees the whole the whole scene and uh nancy's watching from a window her dad arrives with the cops and you know gives a half-hearted wave and she's it was almost like a donnie darko wave with the girl and the mom at the end yes <laughs> yes like, same kind of fucking half-hearted wave like oh god yeah exactly don't worry man. dad you're on the case you won't solve anything <laughs> everybody in the house is is just shell-shocked like i've yes. never fucking seen anything like this the blood yep. is dripping through the ceiling like it's yeah you know uh you got people on the verge of vomiting um <laughs> we're introduced to nancy's dad's like right hand man like the deputy this kind of balding uh middle-aged guy yeah and <laughs> eventually he's given instruction because nancy calls the phone and and her dad picks up and he's like She's given him instructions, basically the same instructions she gave Glenn, which is like, you know, I'm going in. When I pull this fucker out, I want you to be there to get him. And he's placating. He's like, yeah, yeah, honey. Great. Go to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Fucking just get some rest. Just just go to sleep. I'll be there in your dreams. Yeah. But as just as like a hair of precaution, he tells the deputy, like, hey, man, keep an eye on my house. Have you seen anything weird going on? Just just yeah. grab me just let me know now this Ooh. is the part that pisses me off this has got to be the longest 20 minutes this is like yes. 20 minutes 
Yes. Oh my God. Yeah, verbatim. No, but it's actually 20 minutes when she tells him. Well, yeah, but she's supposed to be falling asleep now, so that way in 20 minutes. But she has time to fucking set up a shit ton of Home Alone traps. Yes, I know. It's not a realistic (laughs) 20 minutes. It's it's 20 minutes in movie time, but nothing else. Yeah. Yeah. She has time to do all of this shit, order a plain cheese pizza just for her. (laughs) This is like when my wife asked me how long is left in the football game, and I tell her, oh, there's only four minutes left, and then 45 (laughs) minutes later, the game's not over yet. Yeah. But she's doing it, man, and she has time to go visit her mom in her bedroom. Her mom's giving her kind of a, you know, a, a drunken linen closet vodka talk. She tells her he <laughs> loves her. <laughs> I love you, mom. <laughs> Turns down the bed sheets and all that shit. And she sets her timer. You know, she's got her alarm on her Casio and shit. Like, she's ready to go. So she goes in to sleep. Extra coffee pot. Extra coffee pot. Yeah. And now it's time to confront Freddy. Um, so of course she goes down to the basement when she falls asleep, goes into the furnace where the, the glove was that her, the evidence of the murder her mother committed, uh, no longer there, works her way down into the labyrinth of the, of the nightmare boiler room. And again, these are recycled sets and stuff, but it's super effective, man. To the extent yes. that, like, this year for Halloween, we're doing Nightmare on Elm Street on the outside of our house. Mm-hmm. So in my garage, I built a Freddy Krueger. He's about six feet tall. It's fucking oh, terrifying. And the aesthetic is just going to be a bunch of PVC pipes painted silver and rusted because okay, yep. that's, like, that's his domain, you know? It just works. Um, that's cool. So she's she's walking through these tunnel, you know, this this maze of pipes and stuff. Um, for her showdown with Freddy. The cool thing is, her theory pays off, and after all the running and chasing and fucking around, and, (laughs) (laughs) you know, she is able to pull him into reality. Now, this is the first real jump scare of this movie. Jump scares are fucking super popular now. Um, This movie was definitely more about, like, the anxiety and about the atmosphere. But yep. this is a legitimate, like, I've seen this movie a bunch of times. This shit gets me every time. Um, he just pops up because yeah, she she makes a statement like, fuck, I really am crazy when she wakes <laughs> up. And they give it a couple, they give it enough beats that you're like, okay, we're calming down now. And he springs up with that synthesizer. And you're like, oh, shit, there he yeah. is. <laughs> there he is. Um, she's confident now so she's like smashing vases on this motherfucker's head she's yeah. setting traps he's getting hit with sledgehammers and That's so great <laughs> light bulb exploding light bulbs and stuff yeah and the sounds he makes are so it's <laughs> <laughs> like a wrestling match yeah. Oh. Oh. yeah but you can tell he's vulnerable now he's not in his he's not in his element you know right and he's getting pissed you know if all these teenagers like the the chase and the thrill and the and all that was fun for him he's just angry now he's like i don't know what the lines are but it's basically like i'm gonna fucking kill you you bitch like <laughs> god damn it the sledgehammer fuck <laughs> fuck <laughs> why would you do that <laughs> um <laughs> um but she's she's got everything planned out i mean she she leads him down into the basement does like a 360 
and sets this motherfucker on fire. Hell like, yeah. Just douses him in, in gasoline and sets him on fire. Um, this is a real stuntman. Wearing, yes. Yeah, wearing one of those bulky fire suits. And then rolling yeah. down the stairs. Yeah. Fire. And it is crazy. That, that was all one shot. It was cut, it was, but that stunt was done in one take because they didn't have the budget to do it again. So that stuntman went on fire, ran up the stairs, got knocked down the stairs, and ran back up the stairs, all in oh one take. Oh, my God. And then they edited around what, what um, Nancy was doing. And then he was uncredited. Yeah, probably. <laughs> probably. If you're that yeah. stuntman and you want some fame, call us on Masters of Cinematic <laughs> Universe. We'll interview you. Yeah, send exactly. us a fucking email, man. If you were on fire for a solid <laughs> nine minutes in 1984, I really like, want to do this like this like interview series with just random people from like the movie industry. Yeah. Oh yeah, man. We got to talk about that. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah, that's fascinating to be willing to put yourself through that for what was a, a fucking million dollar movie that they didn't know was going to hit or not. You know what I mean? No. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, oh, that's cool. I'm sorry. I'm looking through the stunt list. There was a stunt person named Cha-Cha Sandoval McMahon. <laughs> oh, my God. That's so great. Yep. Sorry. Cha- Let's get... No. I want an interview that's with Cha-Cha cool Sandoval McMahon. <laughs> exactly. So it's on fire. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And... And <laughs> <laughs> and it looks brutal. I mean, when you watch that scene, he just collapses into the stairs. Yeah. Yeah, you you get the sense that like, oh, it's just too fucking hot now to move. Like, <laughs> right. right. This is literally the precursor to Home Alone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Hundred percent. Hundred percent. Yep. John, you lifted it right from this movie. So the house starts to smoke, and Nancy is trying to get the attention of his of her father across the street. She is literally breaking the windows of her house <laughs> yeah. and screaming, "Fucking help me!" Yeah. And the and the deputy that her dad left in charge was like, huh. I know. Maybe another, I, another case of you had one job. Yeah. Yep. And, yeah, of I course, their house looks like it belongs in fucking Compton now because it has yes. bars in every window. Yes. But there's smoke. There's smoke. Hey, Smokey! Coming out, and she's busting the windows open, smashing. And he, the line is literally, maybe I should go get the chief. Like, yeah. Yeah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> fucking yes you probably should dumb moment of the century <laughs> so he gets the chief and and you know the cops bust the door down you know this, the basement is smoking there's fire everywhere um they run upstairs they don't notice uh, i'm sorry the cops run to, down to the basement they don't notice the fiery footprints leading up the stairs <laughs> to the mother's bedroom <laughs> But Nancy sees him and her and her dad follows. And when they get in there, Freddie's in there and he is straddling the mother, just still engulfed in flames. So they she uh fucking stone cold Steve Austin's that motherfucker with a chair. Yes. And the father, you know, drapes a blanket over them to put the fire out. And when they lift that that blanket up, you get to see the cheesiest special effect in this whole oh, movie. Yeah. Oh was, yeah. Yeah. It is. It's embarrassing. It was right but out I, of Spirit Halloween store. <laughs> yeah, it is. I love it, but it's fucking embarrassing. Yeah. She's now a charred skeleton, and her skeleton arm raises up in a very like, we've got this rigged to a fucking, <laughs> yeah. like a string, and it's zip yep. tied to something, and 
We got one yeah. shot at the, we only have enough film for one take, so get it, get it, get it. Like it has exactly. that vibe. Exactly. Exactly. And she's And seems- that's what this is what I talked about with <laughs> the dad. The expression on his face was like Freddie's doing him a favor. <laughs> Seriously. Finally. Yeah, he's like, All right, all right, this is done now, I can move on. <laughs> you know. So her, yeah, so her, her skeleton fucking vaporizes into the mattress, into the yeah. mist of yeah, the, the, mist. the mattress yeah. ether yeah. world. And when she disappears, the father is pretty much like, hey, that was weird. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he seems relieved a yeah. little bit. Well, that's what I mean. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, you did me a favor. I need to yeah. get rid of yeah. that bitch. But also, you should probably get some sleep. Like, yeah. <laughs> Your mom just vanished into the bed, but eh, go to sleep. <laughs> Yeah, like there, you know, there's no. Convincing. I'm surprised. Like he was on fire, and her blood alcohol content like, <laughs> levels. Know. How did she not just spontaneously combust? That room yeah. should have been lit the fuck up, man. Yeah. So Nancy's pissed. He just killed her mom, and despite all of her issues with alcoholism, she loved her. She told her as much. So the father leaves. She's alone in the room, and then door slams invisibly, and she knows that Freddie's back in the room. So she turns it back and he rises out of the mist, out of the mattress, through the sheet in a very disgusting and effective scene where like his, the blood and the gore of his face is sticking to the fabric. Um, this is one of those images that stuck with me through fucking childhood, man. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. He rips his way through the sheet with his glove, but man, it just, it creeped me out. <laughs> Um, so Joe, if you want to hit this, this is the last clip I have for you guys. And this is the moment in which Nancy asserts her power. I know you too well now, Freddy. No time. It's too late, Kruger. I know the secret now. This is just a dream. You're not alive. The whole thing is just a dream. I want my mother and friend again. What? I take back every bit of energy I gave you. You're nothing. was really that easy yep <laughs> the right whole time. exactly yep. just call him a douchebag and <laughs> i don't believe over. in you yeah yeah yep but it's not you get a fake out where you know we hit the climax we hit the end of the movie she asserted her power and things immediately go back to normal it's idyllic she has everything she wants her right. mom's back high um, as fuck <laughs> Yeah, just fucking. She is so high. <laughs> opiate crazy. She's exactly. It's so idyllic that friends. she says. She says, yeah. "I'm just, I'm just not going to drink anymore. I just don't feel like it." Anymore. Exactly. Yeah, I don't. I don't, just don't feel like it. You're yeah. looking a little peaked, honey. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. She goes. She, she goes out, and Glenn pulls up in his in his classic car with all of her friends. Everyone's alive. It's an old Chevy. And, I think it's an Impala. Yeah, old convertible yeah. Chevy Impala, but then we get that classic fake out, man. The the 
top comes up and what is it it's fucking red and green stripes and you know oh shit this guy has the last laugh in this movie um yeah they're trapped in the car it's driving by itself it's a tesla guys it's fine i know right it's, it's actually film. a 58 caddy oh 58 oh, caddy yeah, okay 58 caddy so i looked be- it up i wouldn't have known <laughs> it's a beautiful I, I thought car. it was a 58 impala but yeah um do you guys know <laughs> when the fucking convertible top closes it happened way faster than it was supposed to, and the reaction of the kids was real. They all shit themselves because oh, <laughs> the thing fucking slammed down on top of them. Yeah, yeah, like, so they all the shit fuck? themselves. Yeah, yeah, you can, you can. They're almost laughing at like how absurd <laughs> yeah. and scary yeah. it was. The thing drives off with them. All the doors locked, windows locked. They can't get out. It's you know, the tension builds up, and then you see the mother waving as as Nancy's pounding on the windows screaming right. to help and she's just yeah. smiling and waving yep and then the last shot of the film is freddie's arm busting through the window of the front door and yeah grabbing the mother yeah. and pulling her in as the kids in the front lawn are, are that was also a good rope. practical effect yeah that because, was done well because it's know? quick you know what i mean yes exactly yep. exactly now if you slow that scene down it's fucking embarrassing yeah yeah no i get it but you're right they did they they just did it right it just shows you what they they did with you know what they had available to them and they pulled yeah. it off so um and we end with the jump roping kids singing the the freddy theme song one two yeah. freddy's coming for you and Do the, you know who i'm sorry go ahead. oh no i was just gonna say i think they ended it that way because there was no promise of a sequel man like this you know this was an unknown factor at this point so let freddie win and the assumption is that he kills the shit out of those kids yeah do you know whose idea that was because that I, wasn't wes craven's idea that was the producer was that shay rob shay yep, that was robert shay okay it, 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 um uh you know yeah wes craven that's the guy um he wanted to end it with them being everybody being alive and driving off but shay was thinking about sequels Oh, okay. And he he needed it to end ambiguously, or not ambiguously, that that Freddie wasn't dead. So, um, yeah, yeah. Okay, that makes more sense to me then, because, yeah, yeah. To me, like the ending of this movie is like, oh, they're all fucked. Like, right. (laughs) Like Freddie actually directed. He directed that scene. He was on set to speed up Craven because they were behind schedule. And Craven said, "Fine, you want it done, do it." (laughs) He, He had to sit down and direct it. Yeah. Oh man. Well, I'm yeah. sorry. Now I'm remembering everything because I'm looking it up. So when um, when Glenn buys it and he's listening to the radio and to watching the TV, it's Robert Shea that's the voice, the radio announcer, and the the call letters of the radio station is KRGR. <laughs> oh Kruger. wow. Yeah. Yep. That's strong. So, I did not. Yep. Know that. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. cool. But yeah, that's uh, that's Nightmare on Elm Street, guys. I mean, again, just a fucking classic, especially for, I think, guys, me and Joe's age. Like that was that was maybe one of my first like major horror movies. As right. A kid. That was that was your guys' Halloween. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Because Halloween was that for me. You know, I was I saw this in the theater, but I was twenty one. I was engaged. You know. Um, so I did see it in the theater when it came out, 
and it you know it's, it did scare the shit out of me but it, yes this was definitely your halloween for your generation yeah. you know no 100 percent, yeah and it yeah. it it was just uh like i said it became a cultural icon i mean we had toys and t-shirts and merchandise and right. and right um yeah it 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 grew into another thing and i agree with doug on this i think dream warriors was like the the peak and yeah that was just, the absolute peak man that, that was that was a great movie yeah we went into like fucking crazy town after that um yeah. it got yeah. super campy and super weird but i love it man it's it's one of my favorite horror mm -hmm. movies it's a I don't even consider it a guilty pleasure. It's just I just love it a lot. Um, God damn, it's just a huge fan. Now we're in that time of the episode where we reflect, and um, well, Joe, are we thanking our Patreon members first, or are we doing our our reviews first? How we, are we, we always do the reviews first. Let's keep the movie con continuity going. All right. Yeah. So we're gonna get into our reviews. Uh, sit tight. <laughs> I am a movie critic by trade, and until recently, I got paid to tell you people which movies merely stink and which ones you shouldn't screen near an open flame. Well, I'm putting the burden of lousy movies back on you. It's very simple. If you stop going to bad movies, they'll stop making bad movies. If the movie used to be a TV show, just don't go. After Roman numeral two, give it a rest. If it's a remake of a classic, Rent the classic! Tell them you want stories about people, not a hundred million dollars of stunts and explosives. People, it's up to you. If the movie stinks, just don't go. entertained and i'm entertained <laughs> by that intro every time for a solid 15 mississippis um joe how do you feel about this movie so i need to give you the disclaimer i don't really like horror movies in general as a rule they're just not my my genre of movie mm -hmm. um partly because i like funny shit and there's nothing funny about horror movies typically <laughs> except scary movie yeah except for the the spoof ones um the scary movie series, I, yeah. I also like my plots to tr at least make some sense <laughs> and i don't like when people just say that make the stupidest <laughs> stupidest decisions possible the sure, whole time sure. so uh with that being said just understand like that weighs heavily into how i rate these movies um honestly i mean it, it's a good movie uh i did not remember the movie at all i may have seen this movie once in my life ever before it's okay. just wow. I, don't remember, I don't even know if i've ever seen it before today to be honest. oh shit that's okay. amazing so, all right yeah i mean i, I know all the freddy krueger references and all that shit but i don't sure. think i've ever actually seen the movie before or if i have <laughs> i was too young to not remember it um because i won't I will not go out of my way to watch horror movies. I had, this is like kind of like Doug and Friday. <laughs> uh, it's just not my, it's not my genre of movie. This in Westerns. Like I don't go out of my way to watch Westerns either. Yeah. 
Um, but um, that being said, it, it was a good movie, but it, it's it is what it is. It's not like you know that it's not going to win the award for best movie ever made. Never, um, never. Not going to win the award for best acting. I did love the gigantic um, Arby's explosion of blood. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um, I like the you know the tie-ins to like the Home Alone was based off the shit and like uh, I'm assuming Wolverine had something to do with this also. Sure. Uh, <laughs> it just this is my my head cannon here, so I'm probably going to go like a two point seven. Okay. All right. It's just I don't I don't know. Just not me, your not, bag, man. Yeah. Yeah. I understand. I understand. I I have a lot of people in my life who just they're not horror people. My my mom is especially a big one, and it's funny because I love that shit. And she's like, I don't know how you can fucking yeah. watch this. Like, it's, well, just- it's not that I disliked it. It's just when I was trying to watch it today, and this remember like this is like the first time of me mem- remembering watching it. Yeah. I couldn't even stay focused enough to watch it. I'm just sitting here looking at my phone, like <laughs> doing all kinds of other shit, just because I cannot stay focused on this fucking movie. Yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, I understand. I understand where you're coming from, Doug. How are you feeling about Nightmare on Elm Street? All right. Um, as I just said, you know, it, it's I was I was an adult when this came out, um, so it doesn't hold the very same nostalgic value value to me as like Halloween did um, but I did enjoy it I remember enjoying it in the theater I remember being genuinely scared in the theater um, because it was in the 80s and I'm from the 80s you know as a, as a teenager and young adult you know I none of none of the 80s tropes made a difference to me because I was in the middle of living it you know yeah so I, I it was just part of life um, so you know I, I definitely dug it I enjoyed watching it today it, again, it's been, like Joe said, I mean, obviously I'd seen it before, but it's been a long time since I watched this movie. Um, so I did enjoy watching it. You know, I was able to pay attention and, and definitely get into it. So I'm going to give it a 3.8. Nice. Okay. All right. That's a that's so, yeah. a pretty respectable score. Yeah. You know? It's, yeah. It's, yeah. Yeah. I'd rather watch the Scary Terry episode of Rick and Morty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, for me... Obviously, I'm biased. A lot of these films that that we talk about on this podcast, I'm biased about. I can be objective and say that it's not the best movie. Um, you know, there are problems with it just from a, a directorial standpoint, from a cinematography standpoint, from an editing standpoint. There are technical issues with this movie that jumped out at me in a way that they maybe didn't when I was a kid. Um you know, just being a movie fan. Um, it is a nostalgic movie for me. It, it means a lot to me from my childhood. It was a huge, huge part of my um, upbringing into appreciating that kind of film, appreciating horror. And, you know, it, it was so permeated in the culture that, like, I mean, we had trading cards with fucking Freddy Krueger on them when we were kids. So it's hard for me to, to be unbiased I want to give it a higher score because it, you know, it it pulls on my heartstrings, but I'm trying to be as objective as I can. I'm going to give it a 3.9 out of 5, which is still a high score. um, Definitely. But, you know, again, with fresh eyes on this thing, I do see the the seams and the problems and the, you know, uh, it's endearing. 
and I dig it, and I think it's part of its charm, but it's not a it's not a perfect movie. And even as a horror movie, there are horror movies that I think are far superior to it from the 70s and the 80s. So, um, yeah, I think that's where we land on this guy. Yeah, I get it. So, you know, probably like a middling score for us is an average. We've we've definitely scored some movies higher um, as, a, as a whole. But that said, I think it's worth a watch if you haven't seen it or if it's been a long time since you've seen it especially now that we're into October, pop that fucker in, man, because it'll, it's, it's a whole vibe. It takes you back to a, a bygone era and it's just a fun movie. It's, it's oh, definitely. I mean, you've got a month of October to celebrate Halloween. Yeah, yeah. you definitely you got 30 days and you got more than one movie a day. If you really want to go nuts and, and nightmare on Elm street has to be one of the ones you watch. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it just, it means a lot. You it know, deserves a place in your, whole genre, in your yeah, you know, in your rotation exactly. there for sure. Yep. And Robert England, man, like he he really he brought a lot to that role. Like like we talked about, it changed over time and it got very right. campy. But I mean, he he, I can't imagine anybody else doing it. So no, nah, he embraced it. He embraced yeah. the role, and he embraced the pop culture aspect of the role. He I, I think he understood it before any of us understood it what it was yeah. going to mean and 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 he built off that so i mean kudos to him i'm going to email that motherfucker and see if he wants to come on the podcast yeah, i'm serious yeah. i'll hit him up i'm going to hit yeah. him up let's do All it right? man let's so, do it yeah well with that we have a a decent score not a not a super high score not a right. low score kind of yeah. average score um it was a blast to revisit this movie man um joe let's thank our patreon supporters yeah, we actually uh, have five of them now. We do. Well, we have four and a half. <laughs> because if if I'm gonna if I'm if I if I called my own daughter on on not keeping up, I'm gonna call out Mr. Robert James Smith of the Cure for uh, fucking up a month too. That's a he's still on the shit. list, and I mentioned R.J. Smith. I'll mention your name, but you promised to fix it, so you better get on that shit because next it's, month I won't showing, read your name. It's showing on here. Uh, he's all right. I don't know. He just he chatted us up today saying he he forgot. So who knows? Maybe whatever. Boys um, don't cry. Yeah. So you want to read the list, Joe? I'm sorry. Oh, or you want me uh, to? Oh, we could we could do this. We have a uh, from the Tone Jerks podcast, <laughs> Mr. Brian Gower. Yes, thank you, Brian. Thanks, man. Um, as Doug previously mentioned, from the band The Cure. That's a huge pile of shit, Mr. Robert James Smith. <laughs> Well, uh, apparently he is. The band hates him. So, D- Doug's Doug's buddy from New York. I'm assuming. No, 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 no. He's a Massachusetts dude. Don't he'll piss he'll he'll beat you up. Yeah, he's oh. a he's a New Englander and a Patriots fan through and through. Really? Yes. Uh, he's wicked pisser. He's my buddy from up here. He, he lives. Pete lives in Rhode Island, and I, I work with him um, when I was going to the branch every day. So. Is he a Sox fan? Oh yeah. Yes, he he's at yes. definitely. We we've had our fun. Him and I at, at the old. We used to eat lunch together every day, a whole crew of us. And yeah, I, I would have to regularly eat shit. So yeah. How do you like them apples? Yeah, it's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It's all good. I don't like the apples. I don't like the apples at all. No. You know what? Finish the list, and I'll give you a quick take on that, Eric. That's Mr. Right. Peter Bianco. <laughs> yes. And then we have uh, from Doug's very own uh, loins. Yeah. <laughs> 
Mrs. Hana Christ. I even said it right. Mrs. What are you out of your fucking mind? (laughs) Miss. 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 I don't know who's married and who's not married. No, my two oldest are married. The other two are not. Okay, well, Miss Hana Christ. Yeah. And then uh, everyone's favorite trash man and uh, co host of the Just Surprise Me podcast, Mr. Will LeHugh. Yeah. Will. Thank you, Will. Thanks, man. Yeah, he's the trash can man from the stand. He actually became a patron in the middle of our last episode. Exactly. Like, while we were recording. <laughs> Live on the air. It was so great. It was so yep. great. Yep. Uh, and and Will, Will's a $5 Patreon. You should be like Oh, Will. shit. We yeah. got to send Will some swag, man. Big yeah, he's a friend dick. with benefits on the list. He is. Yeah. Did anyone ever add him to the Patreon chat? We all get <laughs> Oh, fuck. Well, nobody chats in it, so it's all right. He didn't miss anything. Uh, we got to get that one going. Well, yeah. thank you, guys. We appreciate that. If you want to become really one do. also, you can go to uh, patreon.com backslash M-O-T-C-U. Yeah, do it, man. You know, yeah, please. if you enjoy the show, it helps Joe out. You know, Joe is kind of the, uh, the ringleader of all this stuff, man. He's in charge of a lot. So if you listen, throw us a buck a month, it'll, it'll go a long way. I mean, yeah, it's like a, it's like a fraction of a cup of coffee a day. Yeah, exactly. it'll help pay you know, our it's like pennies to, uh, towards that cup of coffee going. a day if you give us a dollar a month. Yeah, and it'll it'd be really eventually cool. Eventually, go to a lawsuit that we get because we played some clips from a movie that we yeah. exactly, yeah. exactly, <laughs> exactly. Yes, or, or a guest, an upcoming guest that we slander <laughs> or some kind of shit. We'll do something. Stupid. Yeah, but yeah. seriously, we play that promo on on every episode, and I I use that stupid term that everybody uses: keep the lights on. Like it, yes. it's such a dumb thing to say. And I caught myself saying it, but it's true, man. Like he it's has 100% to pay. Accurate, yeah, he's yeah, got to pay the hosting fees. We need to up that eventually. And, update that. Yeah, yeah. We'll I get mad it. when people say keep the lights on, and the fact that I say it in that promo, I'm like, I mean, you're such a dumbass. I Why'd get you? mad when Lavar <laughs> Burton's not the host of Jeopardy. Me too. <laughs> Me too. But Boy, yeah, they just fumble uh, that fucking football, huh? Yeah, that <laughs> was a right. mess. God. But just just check out that Patreon site again. There's some like there's some cool benefits to uh, subscription. We're gonna yeah. have some new designs coming in. I'm gonna start getting Joe's ideas to paper. So yeah. if, you're, if you're into super <laughs> super disturbing cartoon images, um, exactly. Uh, you know, be your most po- popular seller. So I guarantee you. Yeah, writ large on fucking t-shirts and stickers. I did. Uh, I did miss minutes. And Mr. DNA, um, you know, engaging in sexual intercourse, and yep. it was a it was a crazy moment for me to post that because <laughs> Joe was so proud and Doug was so disappointed. <laughs> you know what I mean? It was don't, just don't the, forget um, Montana Bones. Montana Bones, yeah, that's on the list. It was such a, a great dichotomy between the two personalities um, of Joe and Doug. It was Joe. Joe was like a proud father, like watching his son, you know, get called off the bench at a football game. I I was like the dad from fucking uh, Donnie Darko. Yeah, exactly. And Doug was over there just shaking his head. Motion, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I felt real shame from Doug. Like you know, like I. (laughs) I just, I just kept reminding Eric that I I was not angry. I was disappointed. Yeah, yeah. It's like I let my dad down. Exactly. I was disappointing. So I know. But yeah. listen, thank you. Thank you for listening. Um had a blast doing this one. Join us next episode where we dive into 
the fucking classic Pauly Shore film Biodome. Yeah. Yes. Which, Iron Man. Iron Man does whatever an Iron Man can. Fuck it, a. When's the that's, last time? That's a Spider Man. Black <laughs> Sabbath did Iron Man. <laughs> <laughs> When's the last time you watched Biodome? Let alone thought about the movie Biodome. But we're gonna waste the fucking juice and watch some fucking Biodome. <laughs> I fucking love this movie. I, I think I've watched it within the last year. Have yeah. you really? I haven't yeah, seen that movie. I watched this movie. No, a it's lot. been a while for me. It's definitely yeah. been a while. So we're gonna get I've, into. I've it. seen it more than once, though. It's not a movie I watched once. I mean, I've seen it quite a few times because it's just dumb fun. Yeah, yeah. So. Excuse me, Eric. Are you tired? See, I don't even know the fucking line to reference. It's been that long since I've seen it. <laughs> are, are you tired? No. Yes. I don't know. What am I supposed to say? Right. You've been running through my mind all day. Oh. <laughs> God. There you go. Did it hurt? When I fell from heaven. When you fell from heaven. Yeah, it did. It did. I used that line in a bar in the 80s. Oh! <laughs> Goddamn! That's Naturally, a, it didn't fucking work. That's <laughs> tragic. My best my best one was always, um, hey, did you hear about the fat penguin? No. Yeah, he came in to break the ice. Oh. <laughs> God damn it. I got one worse for you because I was a very, very awkward, like, early teen. So there was a beautiful girl, and I got the nerve up to talk to her. And she had these gorgeous eyes, just piercing eyes. And to me in my brain, in the panic, the term that came to mind was deer in headlights, right? <laughs> Which was not appropriate anyway. Uh, nope. But even that would have been better than what I said. What I ended up saying to this girl was, you look like a deer, period. Oh she looked at me like, fuck you yeah what is that even supposed to be like these eyes <laughs> these eyes have seen a lot of love but they're never gonna see another one like they had in you i would have had better luck had i done that these eyes <laughs> i love that scene in fucking uh super bad where fucking michael sierra has to say that shit to fucking james franco absolutely well guys that's again another, I, I, that's on the list right that's on my list that's on your list thank okay. you for joining us fucking nightmare on elm street uh enjoy your spooky month of october and uh with that we bid you farewell yeah we gotta say lights camera fuck fuck off <laughs>Hey guys are you a guitar player and you like custom stuff well if you are uh you've come to the wrong place honestly uh no nah, i'm just playing my name's joe and i run a, uh, a little company called like my pedals and i don't believe in websites because they're for suckers so if you want to find me you got to go to facebook.com backslash like my pedals and send me a message you know when you look at the shelf and you just say they never have exactly what i want well that's kind of where i come into play for you here you want a picture of a little tiny Yoda eating a frog's eggs and ruining every hope of Star Wars ever making a good series? Come to me. I'll put it on a pedal. I may not like the show, but I'm definitely not against selling it. Um, if you want electrolytes, because that's what guitar players crave, well, I'll make you a custom idiocracy pedal. You know, it's whatever you want, really, with Like My Pedals, because you want people to look at your board and say, man, I like your pedals. <laughs>